0: for premium coffee with real
1: impact. And as always, that link is in the show notes. Happy coffee drinking, sisters, and let's just all agree that girls run the world. Welcome to OK Sis. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some
0: serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. OK,
1: sis. Welcome back to OK Sis. Welcome everyone. If you are a new listener, welcome. I am Scout. I'm Mads. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis podcast. We're
0: actually sisters. We're not just
1: like fooling. No, we're legit sisters, blood sisters. Blood. One time I tried to push her out of a moving van. What are you talking about? Yeah, I tried to do that one time when we were little. I feel like we are uncovering a lot of uh,
0: trauma that I have experienced in my life because it's you. probably all of me. Damn.
1: Do you work, do you work uh, me on therapy? No. Oh, good. So <laughs> I didn't totally say you for co- life. It hasn't come up yet. Oh, God. Tell me when it does. Oh, dear Jesus. Okay, I can't wait. okay. Okay, oh, we so. Well, we do believe in Jesus. No, we don't. Well, we're Jewish. Okay, but Jesus. We believe he existed. Exactly. That's what yeah. I meant. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Okay, moving on from that, Um, I was listening, this kind of ties into my current fixation of the week, which you guys will hear in a few moments. Um, I was listening to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast, and they did a whole intro on confidence, and I was really moved by the conversation, and I started really thinking about how confidence plays a daily role in my life, whether or not I identify as a confident person, what confidence means to me. And I felt, mad that you would have some pretty good insight into this as well. So I kind of wanted to open the discussion to talk about what confidence means to us and how we employ it on a daily basis. All right. Well, how, how do you employ it? I would say that I'm a pretty confident person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used to not be a very confident person. I think I had a little bit uh, low self-worth, especially in my days when I was really into the depths of my bipolar disorder and I couldn't function. Um, but since kind of get, uh, kind of getting through milestones like publishing Man Magazine and Barnes & Noble and founding a women's media site and starting a podcast, these little things that I've accomplished have built me up to kind of retain a certain level of confidence that I move through my daily life with.
0: Hmm. So to me, I think the, the only, not the only way, I think most people are born with a certain level of innate confidence. And if you're struggling to um, expand that level or increase your confidence, it really just has to come from your mental state. So you have to just decide to be confident. Like I think any person who's confident, it's not a facade, but it is a a choice. It's a fake it till you make it. It's a, I'm I'm waking up and I'm gonna just stand up straighter. I'm gonna I'm going to be in the room a little more. I'm gonna make my presence known. If you just do those things, and I know it's harder than than it, you know, j- just me saying it, but really, that's that's how I am confident, and I think people would look at me and say and say that I'm confident, and I think that's pro that probably attributes to my. Like volume of my voice, but also and my, you know, just my booming presence. That's not what oh, I meant to say. Yeah, but but you got like, a booming presence. <laughs> just like my my energy levels. I think people would associate that with confidence. But I mean. Even the most extroverted and outgoing person can, has, have low can have low confidence and low self-esteem. So I'm not saying that my confidence is not something that I continuously work on. Um, I think my confidence wavers in, in smaller ways or or in lesser known ways. Um, more so my internal dialogue and my inner voice and the, the things I say, the self-talk, the negative self-talk um, could use could use a little more confidence. I think that's that's definitely a, an area. I think area Everybody of my life.
1: has that reel that goes on in their head that doesn't serve them. And I think once you realize that it doesn't serve you and that you only have the mind that you have, it's a little bit easier to kind of combat those negative thoughts and replace them with more positive, competent confidence yeah. boosters. If so, you know, yeah, for lack I, think, of a better term. I think
0: on the surface level. I appear confident and I do feel that way in a lot of the situations I'm put in. Um, I think the work I need to do is internally and being internally confident in myself. And I think that will take whatever like happiness level and, um, demeanor and and lifestyle. I think that's going to skyrocket it once I kind of connect those two.
1: And also, like having insecurities is totally normal. Everybody has insecurities, mm-hmm. and I think that's something to really remember as you're out there, maybe comparing yourself to somebody else um, or feeling down upon yourself. Like insecurities are a totally natural thing to have. Um, what's interesting to me is how people combat those insecurities. It's how you react to it. You yeah, know, for sure. When
0: you see a happy person or a a person that is very in touch with their emotions and how and how they operate that doesn't mean that they're happy all the time
2: That's I mean, impossible to be happy it's all the impossible
0: time. and that's just not the definition it's it's how you react to your insecurities how you react to um uh tragedies or certain things that happen in your in traumas in your life like how not even trauma just like little inconveniences and mm-hmm. things like that like those those reactions and those impulses are really telling about how you live your life in the long term and
1: i think this really ties into our interview that you guys are about to hear bianca has kind of taken her life situation by the horn and completely created an amazing life for herself with uh, incredible accomplishments um wait before we talk about bianca though we have to do word of the week oh yeah sorry okay getting is, ahead of yourself this now. is good this one's good this really um actually relates to confidence the uh, word of the week is cornucopia and it means an abundant overflowing supply mm-hmm. so if you have a cornucopia of confidence you are doing stuff right yes See but dinner. if you don't
0: have one you can still. Then that's achieve. okay. Yeah, it's okay. You can still achieve
1: it. You can still achieve it. You can do whatever the fuck you want. We'll it's whatever you, s- you put your mind to. Out,
0: using our word of the week. Thanks. Relating it back. Thanks. Um, also, uh, side note: I would like to propose an okay sis drinking game.
1: Ooh. Um, oh no! This is going to be making fun of me. What is it?
0: Oh my god. Okay, sisters, if you're listening to this, like um, not in, not operating a vehicle or like not at work. Actually, you're at work. Do it too. Just participate all across the board. Um, Take a shot anytime Scout mentions Murakami or... (laughs) or that she has a mental illness oh my god but what that. are mine i was trying to think of mine and I you can't. don't have any i don't have any I don't sorry that murakami
1: with- and bipolar is like the bane of my existence <laughs> it part of your, it's part of your it's part of it's part of my being. dna literally oh my god
0: literally every time you say murakami and i'm sure like i've actually really- only
1: said it like two or three times I know, but it's it just it makes me laugh. It's redundant. Okay, I get it. It's not redundant. You can keep saying it. Just like, I think we should just make a drinking game out of it. Okay, well then, people are going to get drunk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, okay, so back to Bianca. This episode is incredible. Bianca is, um, you know, I knew her in high school, and she was always this like spunky and dogged personality. Like this person, she just is so fierce in path and her passion and also like a little spiritual in a way she is she definitely has a yeah. spiritual which which really came out in this episode which i loved and she's unwavering in her in her pursuit, pursuit to just like and you know you'll Take listen over the world right like her you'll listen her path is a bit like in particular and it's 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 amazing it's amazing
1: but it's not very like we should say w- who she is she's a model she's an artist She's, she's a writer. She's a writer. She She's like she's a, a freelance, freelance extraordinaire, basically.
0: Yeah, multi-hyphenate. That's my new word, just so you know. Multi-hyphenate. What about
1: multifarious? You're giving up on that one? Yeah, because we've
0: over... Now take a shot for every multifarious. We use it too much. Okay, you're right. Uh, multi-hyphenate. Yeah,
1: take a shot every time Maddie says polymathic. Okay. That's... You're going to get... Wasted. Also, uh, I mean, I I haven't been saying... I've been, like, replacing it now with multifarious. And then now you're replacing that with multi... What is it? Okay, hyphenate?
0: So, so every synonym of polymathic, you have to take a shot. Yeah. Okay, anyways. Done. Back to Bianca. This is definitely um, not her her aura. Bianca, back to her grounded behavior. She is incredible. So um, be inspired. Uh, this is a long one, just so you guys know. So just kind of buckle up. But I think... I think it it's there's a, a good lot one. of gems and um just listening to her voice she's so soothing so yeah so uh enjoy sisters Have fun. Born and raised in Coronado, California, Bianca Valle always knew that the city life was for her. She graduated New York University's Tisch School of the Arts with a major in film and a minor in art history. In addition to her previous roles at Milk and Nylon, she does freelance photography, painting, and production design for editorial videos and short films. Lately, she's also been modeling for a number of brands that are striving to feature girls with untraditional looks. Without further ado, Bianca Valle. Hey, girl. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, we're stoked to have you on
1: right now. Oh,
0: the beautiful med-
1: horse mane of hair. Okay, your hair is next
0: fucking level. Guys, Bianca's hair is down to her it ass. To <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like mermaid locks. It is unreal. It is. It's quite it's quite uh, <laughs> a situation. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's I a actually situation. believe it or not. Um, to all of those listening, before we were recording this, I was taming the mane <laughs> because unfortunately, it is quite a process. Um, I don't brush it every day. Um, it can't be as high maintenance as Mads in my hair. We got jufrs. We have jufrs. I mean, that's true. I it, in theory, everyone has like a, a hair thing. thing. Yeah, you So right. that's right. my no thing. One, what, no one
0: everyone wants
2: someone else's hair. It's just the yeah. it's like the pact. It's you're like whatever. Right. Yeah. It's anything. Yeah.
0: Anyways, we'll we'll dive into that more, but um so just so everyone knows, Bianca and I went to high school together here in co- good old Coronado. Nado nods. Um and she we, we didn't really know each other that well in high school, but I definitely admired her from afar. She Aww. had this like hip like aura about her and I always just admired your individuality especially in this this town that we went to school in um and then I went to NYU and then you called me and you were like I want to go to NYU I'm deciding between NYU and Berkeley tell me everything you like or whatever and I was like do not go to NYU and thank god she did not listen to me because she had the best experience at NYU and she's thriving in New York now
2: so here we are here we are. Here we are. I'm currently where r- we are recording this in our hometown of hometown? California. It I, all I mean, comes Coronado. circle. Yeah. yeah. Look at us. It's so crazy. Cute. So cute. Okay. So let's
1: do current round of current fixation. <laughs> current round of current, current, current fixation. <laughs> I hope you guys are editing this. Oh, no. No, girlfriend. Oh, no. We're this is all this. raw and
2: real. Really? Yeah. Oh, you sound amazing. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I'm stumbling. I'm. St- I got to warm up. Did you hear I me? Did I, you just hear what I just to stretch. I got to a little did. bit.
0: Current a current current round of current mixing Current
2: is this live? No, <laughs> it's not live. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Have you ever heard a podcast before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but who does not edit a podcast? Oh my God. no, Most people, most people don't really. It's the a best con-
0: conversations
2: are when it's not edited. It's just. Free, free flow. flow. Okay. You're well, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try really hard to not stumble. Oh, I'm you're really fl- No, you're I'm like, dying. I'm just landing from Mexico City, and i have like Spanish brain, <laughs> so English brain. I'm just a yeah, mess. It's a jumble. It even, but here don't we are, even girl. Just, just let it. We're let letting it flow. flow. Let it flow. All right. <laughs> <it flow. laughs> okay,
1: Scout. Okay. So my current fixation this week is Lauren Everett's Bostick. She is a blogger, but what I really, really look up to her for is her business savvy. She's incredible when it comes to business and branding. Can you tell them what
0: her name is?
1: Yeah, I said it. Lauren Everett's no, Oh, hack. her blog her blog is called The Skinny Confidential. Yeah. Um, but what I love so much about her is that she diversifies her income streams. So she has a blog at Instagram, which she gets paid for certain ads. She has a fitness program, which is a monthly subscription of ten dollars a month. Goals. She has a podcast where she brings in revenue from advertisement. She has a coconut lube company where she brings in money from sales. And I'm like, this girl knows what's fucking going on. And when you look at her Instagram, it's super like hot pink, like super girly, which is not my aesthetic, but her brain and the way it Mm -hmm. operates and her hustle is so fucking inspiring. I like if I need a business pick me up or a hustle pick me up or a creativity inspiration pick me up, I immediately go to her because she's always providing value to her readers and her listeners. And she reaches out to every she answers like every single DM people send her because she knows the value of community. She she's, she's not like, I'm too big to, totally. yeah, so she's, she's, she's a powerhouse. She's definitely a hustler. I, I get that vibe from her. And she has this, like,
0: laser focus laser on what focus. she's trying to achieve. That's very true.
1: And she it's the, the value she puts out is pretty intense. I mean, it's amazing what she does every day. So she's yeah. someone that I really look up to. Oh, the skinny confidential. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, so my current vexation, I am currently reading this book, by Abby Jacobson. I might regret this. She is the co-creator and star, and she stars in Broad City with Alana uh, Glazer. Oh, love them. Yeah, so she just created a book. It's it's her recount of her journey driving across the country um, by herself. It was after a breakup, and... Um she just kind of goes into the different stops that that she stops at the different like inns and bed and ba- breakfasts and um the cities and just like her inner dialogue uh, at those places um and then she also uh it's it's also a book of illustrations so she has like illustrations of her she p- of do the, the po- illustrations yeah oh, of cool. the podcasts and the albums that she listened to along the way and um you I mean there's definitely like a sense of loneliness in in the book but, but when is there not I know of course <laughs> right, I mean point. she's she's all alone in the whole book but like there's a sense of loneliness you get but there's this also empowering independence type of feeling throughout it because it is her mourning a breakup her first love and just how she's coping with it and mm-hmm. it's I guess just driving across the country alone. Amazing. It's I alone want to right. read oh. that. Oh, it's un- it's great. That's she's going on And the thing about yeah. her, the thing about her is, you know, in Broad City we see her as this very silly, humorous character. And in this, it's she's super vulnerable, serious, um, and deep and it's but
2: also with like that, that comedic aspect as mm-hmm, well. So mm-hmm. it's awesome.
1: Okay. Yeah, everyone That's should
2: read it. It's a good it. one. All right, Bianca. So my current fixation. Yeah is um, I'm going to butcher his name. I'm pretty sure he's has some sort of French background, but it's Alan de Botton. Yeah. Wait, oh, here, we here, here we go. Stop. Here we go. He is my favorite author.
0: And he's yeah. the author I have yet to read. Which oh, surprising my God. Yeah. Holy, what have you What have you read from him? I'm obsessed with the School of Life. Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, so exactly.
2: So I, I guess what I'm trying to do is navigate through the School of Life um, with him. He has lots of talks, lots of books. Mm-hmm. Um, I purchased uh, Art is Therapy, mm-hmm. and I've kind of been dabbling in it and kind of using it as like a reference. So if I'm feeling something, I kind of crack it open and read a few passages. That's what his books are. Kind of like where you can just crack them open. They're not really mm-hmm. narratives. They're more like anecdotes, mm-hmm. just like and your, essays. Yeah, yeah and essays. Little essays, I would though. say, yeah, just like compiled essays. But right now I'm reading one of his books called Small Pleasures. Mm-hmm. And basically, he kind of analyzes really day to day situations or tasks or things. For example, he t- has this one essay. That talks about the simple and small pleasure of a fig, mm. and how it. You just like, love figs. I love figs. I, I, lo- I love figs. I love too. figs. I could go through a whole box like that. Oh, I I do. She's obsessed. I do. <laughs> Bianca's obsessed Summer with is my fig. It's the fig time. Yeah, no, I'm. I, with, I'm, I'm so with you on that. Yeah, and I think. But going back to this whole the whole concept of pleasure and I think it's because the reason I gravitate towards them is because it is such a romantic mm-hmm. luxurious little morsel mm-hmm. that I'm just so attracted to it classic classic Taurus we love like everything extra so I love buying them because they just are just so extra
1: but they are luxurious you're right
2: I think I am it's no, an amazing are. thing thank you yeah for hey, sure. girl. <laughs> Um, but he for example an essay kind of breaks down the smell of a fig, the taste of a fig, where you would find a fig and how figs come in and out of your life um, and how that's something really special. Mm -hmm. And um, figs always leave an impression on you when you see them. For example, like when they're in a salad at this random restaurant uh, that you order, when they're on a random salad in a random (laughs) restaurant, you definitely stop and you're like, oh, there's a fig. Like you definitely uh, kind of acknowledge it acknowledge its presence and the power that a fig has mm-hmm. to do that is kind of incredible because what other fruit do you acknowledge like that you're so and, right you know yeah. like oh my when God, you I'm see a fi- inspired right, now. right like when you see a fig you're like oh there's a fig like yeah. you acknowledge its presence mm-hmm. and it's a damn fruit guys <laughs> like it's <laughs> I a think fruit. this is like but, the best uh, conversation I've ever had on
1: this podcast that s- like <laughs> seriously spoke to my soul
2: wow i mean so but that's you, this guy yeah, this
1: you this me, man you would I, like know, I, I don't know, know it's, why it's been on my list forever. oh my god
0: so okay yes so he does have like an encyclopedia of life advice and wisdom in the school of life which is this school that he created in London which is just um, a school for emotionally intelligent emotion- how to gain emotional intelligence and Ooh, drive yourself through okay. the world um, just like how we've talked about like how to fall in love how to meet your right partner, how to do, like, he's he teaches you, he teaches courses in those more emotional oh, wow. topics of your life. But what I would recommend is he did write one fiction book, well, actually two because it's, like, a sequel, but one called On, On Love, and it's, it kind of brings in psychology and it follows this love story between two people in London, these two young people, and kind of, like, how, like, the, the, ebbs and flows of a relationship and you know the lust part but then like the kind of getting comfortable part and then the like how to sustain it part and then maybe like there's you know
2: uh, yeah Yeah. exactly
0: and it's and he just brings in also his whole background of psychology and philosophy into the fiction yeah it is
2: probably one of the
0: best books i've ever read it's my favorite
2: that's the magical thing about the way that he writes is that even though he's writing about figs Will, there will be a sentence talking about the sweetness of a fig. But then the next line, he ties the sweetness of a fig into this giant life concept that can wreck you. Yeah. He's totally. like, yeah. just like. The sweetness or, like, yeah. the, the melancholy of life. And yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. You okay. know, it's,
1: it's beautiful. Going to Amazon tonight yeah, ordering everything. He
0: definitely integrates those two very seamlessly. He's he's incredible. Sounds like I would like his prose, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mostly read it for the prose. And pro. then okay, you I'm get down. all the ancillary benefit is that you get all this wisdom, but the prose is awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. I love the good prose. Um, okay,
2: Bianca. Let's talk about you, yeah. Let's talk let's about, about you, girl. you, girl. Oh man, look at you in
0: your denim on
2: denim Canadian you know, you're tuxedo. So cute. Thanks, guys. I'm very much a denim on denim gal. It's you just so it. easy. Yeah,
1: I'm all about easy. I, mean, I feel you. I have like a love hate relationship with denim. I never what? found denim I, on denim or no, just denim? Just, just denim. Oh. Like I've jeans, I always felt were so uncomfortable. I never understood how oh people my God, thought they jeans are. were comfy. Yeah. And then um, I just recently found the perfect pair of jeans. I wear page jeans, and I feel like I'm in sweatpants in them. My jacket is Paige.
2: Oh, it, there they, we they go. Make good
1: denim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Guys let's are, talk about are, you. Your vibe
0: okay, anyways, so let's – so you're super young, and you're, like, one year younger than me, which is just makes me feel very underaccomplished, but it's okay. And you have already, you know, succeeded in so many different ways. So can you just talk to us about – What happened after
2: graduation? And
0: how did you kind of get to where you are right now?
2: Well, (laughs) we all have different paths. Yes. And (laughs) life comes in waves. So it could be that right now I'm just, you know, on the up and up. And you could be next, Maddie. Or I'm (laughs) on the way. next. Yeah, you are. You're here. We're here now. And, you know, it's really funny. And it's it's kind of a lot of pressure when uh, people do say, like, oh, you're doing so well and you're so totally. young. And it makes me nervous because I'm like, well, what's going to happen when I'm 26? Am I going to oh. die? Is that going to be it? Yeah. No, but but I have to just remind myself to pace myself. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I think that's why I am where I am is because I don't have a good grasp on pacing myself. I'm a very mm. extreme person. It's either all or nothing, which isn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um And I'm slowly learning that uh, recently, but we can, we'll get into that. So after I graduated NYU, I found a job at Milk Studios doing their social media. And the reason that I got hired there was because while I was at NYU, I interned for Legs, which used to be an old production company that was a part of Milk Studios. And then once I was in Legs, one of the founders one day said um we're gonna create a makeup line do you wanna be like intern for our makeup line and I was like why would a photo studio make a makeup line but I was like yeah whatever sure so I would sit with her in her like head honcho office Mm. um on her couch and I would just research it girls so at this point in time Instagram was not the beast that it is now Mm -hmm. um I definitely was on it way more and I kind of took pride in knowing like the it girls you know and I felt like I had a good filter of knowing the ones that were genuine and were kind of in the limelight for a good reason so my job as an intern was to compile lists of like who the new faces would be and concepts about like don't waste your time doing your makeup for the party like be at the party Mm. so that those sorts of like little concepts I came up with I named several products um I named the highlighter lit that was me wow and one of the uh lip colors is called new whip I did that one um it was really fun it was really fun and I got along with a lot of gals there, so much so that I was recommended to be community manager there, which was just uh, managing all their social media. So I ran the account. I think I was there for six months until one good day I got an email from Jade Taylor, who at the time had just become the beauty director at Nylon Magazine. Mm. And the reason Jade Taylor knew me was because I used to intern uh, at Nylon Magazine, um, which I think is a key... One of the biggest keys to where I am now was interning. I, the second I landed in New York, um, I forget where I was, where I was, but I stumbled into like a magazine shop. There's lots of little magazine shops, uh, mm-hmm. downtown and I gravitated towards nylon cause I've always been a big nylon girl and it kind of just like clicked. I was like, oh my goodness, nylon must be based in New York. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in New York, I'm going to intern for nylon, you know, this like devil wears Prada dream. And that is something that I'm so grateful of. I'm a big, big dreamer. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, it's so funny, I've been told that I don't really think about consequences Mm -hmm. so much so that I will be like, oh, I'm going to intern at at nylon and I don't even think about it and I just do it Mm -hmm. instead of like thinking of what what repercussions could happen it's not like there's a repercussion in turning at nylon but with a lot of things yeah. in my life i don't think about the negative thing that could happen which is a good and a bad thing anyway i mean
0: that's very self-aware that you have even recognized that in yourself that you and when i said like you're so young because i mean now that i say that I kind of hate myself for saying that because I don't like when people say that to me, like, oh, you're so young. You've accomplished so much. And it is true. It's a little intimidating to be told like, oh, you've already been in Vogue. You've already been this. You're getting all these opportunities and you're so young. Like, yeah, where is there to rise? And I think I think what more I meant is just like, where did that kind of persistence to even get you to this point? come from in such a quick manner you know that is something to be proud of yeah you know like I wouldn't I wouldn't diminish that I wouldn't like put that down and say and for you I mean but it is realistic for you to say like it's not sustainable yeah um and I think and you understanding that right now can you can shift your mindset now to kind of think okay now that I know that this type of up, 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 up is not sustainable, how do I kind of level it out and maintain it?
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that kind of where you're at now? Yeah, I think, so going back to my my story, so when I did first move to New York, I just got bit by this bug where I wanted to do everything. And I think that's why New York is so magical is because there is this energy that, Either can affect you positively or negatively. Mm-hmm. A lot of yes. people get really overwhelmed in New York. I get very overwhelmed in too. New York. <laughs> yeah, and I I didn't know, and I, like I said, I wasn't con- consequent, consequential. Mm-hmm. What's the yeah. word? Consequent. It sounds but like that's really served you though. It has. So mm-hmm. when I when I was like, oh, I'm going to go to NYU, mm-hmm. I didn't think about, I didn't think past. like Like the cool part yeah you know I was like oh there's gonna be like taxis and like (laughs) I can wear like tights in the winter yeah you know (laughs) I didn't think about the throngs of people the different cultures the dangers I was very I guess I have this like beautiful naive naivete this naivete Mm -hmm. to my to my thought process and I think that's truly what has what propelled me through school I was fearless I went uh, every semester with an internship. I interned at Nylon. I interned at Jill Stewart. I interned um, at Milk. I interned at Refinery29. Mm-hmm. Um, I was relentless. I would utilize uh, our career center, which I think a lot of people kind of scoff at a career center, but I it served me really well. I would go in and, you know, if you really break it down for those younger, uh, I guess, listeners who are, Um, studying or or in college employers looking for interns will look at universities i mean where else so they put lists there they put they put postings up on university websites and i feel like a lot of people don't make that connection that's a really good tip they're like how do i find an internship well it's like
1: obviously a
2: company is going to be like oh we want everyone from nyu to intern at our Company Totally. So if you make that connection, I think it, it will really serve you. So that's what I did. I interned at all these places. Um, I'm lucky that I love people. I love speaking to people. I love making conversation. I'm very open. Um, I talk about anything. I talk about everything, which mm-hmm. has been has proven me <laughs> uh, a little uh, negatively in some situations and in other situations. It's been really positive. For example, I gravitated towards a lot of people at these internships mm-hmm which then led to jobs and that's why Jade reached out to me from Nylon because while I was interning there I would always speak to her and ask her for advice on skincare Mm -hmm. and I was so in awe coming from such a small town and finally living this like like I said, Devil Wears Prada dream that I was so hungry. I was like the annoying intern that ask all, asked all the questions. I would go up to everyone and say, hey, can I help you? Hey, what can I do? Like, can I intern in two departments at once? I was so damn hungry hungry i love
1: I love it when people are hungry. it like just gets me going because I think that so many people want to do so many things, but they lack that internal hunger, yeah, and to see it so clearly projected onto you is such a testament to what being hungry can lead to yeah but it's
0: also it's a common thread that we have have been seeing on this podcast as well, like we interviewed Amanda Thomas of love a j the jewelry line, and she did the exact same thing with Rachel Pally. she was an intern, and she would literally just like. Rachel Powell was like, "Oh, I need to drive to downtown." She's like, "Oh, can I sit with you? Can I just talk to you? Can I just like yeah, pick yeah. your brain?" And it's that grit, it's tenacity. That t- yeah, and I I think I mean, I think that's everything. I think that Trump's um, talent, talent, merit. I think that trumps intellect. There's always gonna be someone smarter in the room, but if you, you could be the hardest worker,
2: and that's something if that you, you can, can the control, I yeah. have a feeling. hundred percent, a hundred percent. I I totally agree with that, and it's it's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. because people, it's hard to accept the fact that you create your own reality mm-hmm. and you. You can motivate yourself as much as you want to, mm-hmm. but it's sometimes it's really hard to find that motivation. Totally. But it's also you have to be aware, mm-hmm. and if you hear yourself complaining about a situation or thinking, "Oh, I wish that were me," well, then do it. Do it. it. Just you know? do it. Yeah. I mean, people always. So I started a magazine when
1: I was twenty-two. Yeah. And we sold it in Barnes and Noble locations across the country, and people, my friends who had dreams of doing things, would ask me. how How to do it and I I just just do it do it just start tomorrow today right now tell someone be held accountable
2: just start yeah I I actually got dinner with a friend back in New York and we were talking about our lives she is 30 I believe um I tend to attract a lot of older people in my life Mm. so we were at dinner and she was like dude I can't believe you're doing your food thing Like, I can't believe you're studying nutrition. I can't believe you just did it. I can't believe you literally woke up and realized that that was your calling. You just did it. And I'm like, yeah, you just do it. And she's like, I want to start my own business. I want to have my own company. I want to do this. And I'm, and she's like, what do I do? And I'm like, girl, you like, just quit your job tomorrow and go do it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll figure it out real quick, but you can't, you can't be scared. And, and, and that's the thing. If you keep waiting for the we're just like speaking all these truths. If you keep if you wait for the perfect moment, it's mm. not going to come. It's never going to come. It's not going to come. You have to do it. And it's I mean, it's about sacrifice. and It's also being fearless. And I think mm. that's where this little pattern of not thinking about what could happen. Mm-hmm. And you just you just figure it out when you get there. You know, so
1: you're an entrepreneur at heart. You know, is that something you identify with or is that not a word that you would use to describe yourself?
2: I don't know yet. Okay. I don't know yet because forever I thought that getting a, a 9 to 5 was was it, was what I wanted. Um, and once I was at a 9 to 5, regardless of it being amazing, like mm-hmm. milk was an amazing place, nylon was an amazing place, I would still walk to work and think, wow, this is kind of wild that we wake up and go sit in the same place mm-hmm. every day and do the same thing every day, every day, every day. Right. And so I would, I started getting, I, would, I mean, it's like the the average kind of classic, wow, so this is life moment. Any graduate, mm-hmm. I would think, has. Um, but, like I said, I'm very extreme, so much so that I acted on it. Which a lot of people just accept it because, I mean, it's the way the world works, you know, like mm-hmm. you have yeah. to work, we have to work, we have to make money. But it's we, shifting. It's it's shifting and, and that's something that kind of that's my safety net. Because it's really hard these days to say that I'm a freelance creative. Because people <laughs> are like, What the fuck is that? <laughs> wait, wait, so for people that don't know you, can you talk a
1: little bit about some of your accomplishments and some of the work that you do do?
2: That might be my brother. <laughs> Ooh, someone's at the door. I um We'll let them handle that. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm in my childhood home to all of those (laughs) listening. (laughs) Um, But so I was at Nylon. So I left Milk to go to Nylon because I was asked to be their beauty editor. I was at Nylon writing for the magazine for about three months before it folded. And once it folded, I kind of pattered in and out of writing, I guess, positions Um, And that's when these accomplishments, if you will, started happening. Um, I was asked by Nike to be a face of one of their races. They had a 5K in New York. Um, And I feel like that kind of kickstarted this whole, um, I guess, like freelance life. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm skipping things. I
0: mean, but no, I mean that also your path was, as you said, just like not non-linear. Yeah. Non-linear. Non-linear. And there, it's a trajectory that is so unique and feels so authentic to you. I mean there, I feel like people have written about you even when you were at nylon and like you had, you, you weren't just that nine to five girl. You were also
2: this personality.
0: personality that people knew that people wanted to write about. Um, and that's that's kind of where we people saw you in Vogue or saw you, Urban Outfitters did a thing like Madewell, you know, like th- I think those popped up and were sprinkled throughout your entire career so far. Yeah, which is kind of great because like you think that people behind the scenes and these in these nine to five jobs like don't get that type of attention. So yeah. that's kind of that's kind of interesting
2: and unique to you to you. I. Thank you. Um, I think,
1: yeah. That's I just adore you. If you don't, if you, didn't if you really haven't picked pick that up. You guys are so
2: sweet. I, I just, I feel like I have so much to say and it's just, it's, it's hard because totally. I have done so much and it's, it's kind of a funny thing because I'm so deep in it. I don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But you're right. I guess I was very motivated even while I had nine to fives, even while I was studying in school to kind of pursue these outside projects. And I think it's because in New York, people are that way. Mm-hmm. Everyone has 9,000 things going on. So totally. I thought, oh, if I don't do that, I'm going to fall behind or fall to the wayside or not, you know. That's how that's how you uh, reach, you achieve your goals. That's how you get closer to your dreams is by mm-hmm. doing 1,001 things at once. Hmm. So I adopted that mentality really early on. Um, because that's what everybody else was doing. But I guess I just happened to do it really hard and really fast, which um, kind of led me to where I am. But yeah, so for example, when I was at, at Milk, I would kind of like dabble down below at Milk Makeup or mm. I made my own zine or I had my own art show. Um, I do, I fine art is kind of a heavy word, but I paint. <laughs> um so I had my own what what are your what
1: are your paintings like
2: they're abstractions so I I've always painted ever since I was little my dad Mm -hmm. is really artistically inclined Mm -hmm. um and my parents would buy me canvases and acrylic paint and I would sit up in my room pre this is pre-internet days and we had to entertain ourselves whoa (laughs) with like (laughs) (laughs) non-computer things um and so yeah I would just paint and my parents love museums and I grew up going to museums and every time we went to museums I would always buy postcards of paintings that resonated with me and they are usually like a Degas or something by Toulouse-Lautrec and so I would get those postcards and try and recreate these like amazing pain- paintings of these amazing artists um so I kind of got in the swing of that um Yeah. So I would have my own my own shows. And I think you can tell by the way that I speak and the way that I think I am super interested in a thousand and one things. I'm doing a thousand (laughs) and one things at once. Um, And I think that has served me because I'm able to do everything that I want and I let myself do anything that I want. And I think that's the key. I think people are scared that maybe one day they wake up with this desire to start doing ballet and they're like, oh, like. That I don't have time. It's mm-hmm. expensive. Like, what? Why? And then they just let it go. But I act on those on those impulses. impulses. Yeah. Um, and oh, it's I love you. It's yeah, only It's really unique. That it's is really so cool.
0: That, I mean, th- no matter what you think right now, or you're scared
2: about uh, the you
0: not knowing the consequences, like that skill of yours is, the is going your to serve you. To, yeah. Like, it's not going. You're gonna figure. You're gonna figure out the next step. the sustainability yeah. of the. You know but what that's I mean? The thing.
2: It's like. It's, I think when it comes down to it it's either you let yourself be fearful or not mm-hmm. I think the one of the biggest blocks in anyone's life is fear, fear. like the fear reason or failure exactly like the reason my friend is not quitting her job to start her own business is because she's scared mm-hmm. I always
1: say to myself when I'm about to endeavor in something new or if I think of a new idea or a new project or whatever it is, I always, and something's holding me back. I ask myself, is it because of fear? And if fear is the only reason I'm not doing it, I make myself do it.
2: Yeah. And that's, you have to, I mean, you have to, Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have
1: to, especially when you're hustling and doing your own thing and making your own reality. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: And it sounds so cheesy, but that's the only way that you Mm -hmm. will be able to follow your dreams. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think growing up, it's so funny when people are like, oh, what are your dreams? And then once you get to an age when you realize that you're kind of veering from your dream, you're like, wait. Mm -hmm. life is too short life is Mm -hmm. too precious why am I not doing what I want to do absolutely and I think taking that that risk and that leap is only gonna benefit you in the long run totally
0: okay so I kind of want to I want to shift a little bit because I know I know we had talked about this but I want to hear about your relationship with the word and profession of quote-unquote influencer because As you had mentioned, like, at Milk Studios, you were compiling this list of, like, it girls. And I feel like you are part of this new wave of influencers that seem, like you said, authentic, that seem like you guys are curating your brand and your images with this grace, but with also, like, intellect. Like, there's substance. Whereas I've seen so many influencers that are just... It's not attainable. It's not relatable. With you guys, like, you... I, I kind of put this under the bucket of like Liv Prez or Alyssa in the city, like those types of quote unquote influencers, where you guys feel like, like my friends, like it feels like people I would actually know. So I don't know. The word itself, I just feel like has gotten a lot of like baggage or stigma around it, and it, but it also like dim- that that stigma is diminishing what you do and. And And your work and your art, and the things that you put on these social platforms. so like what what is your view on what's going on right now, and like what your what your profession has become essentially?
2: Yeah, this is a really good question, and I've just recently come to terms with this concept because I didn't choose to have a following mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um I was doing my thing at milk, I was doing my thing at nylon all while. Posting my life, and I think something that kind of drew people in was my lack of filter. Mm-hmm. i I don't have anything to hide. I am not scared to talk about my poops to talk about my we'll talk about that dog to talk about mm-hmm. my pimples to talk about yeah. whatever, because I'm not only doing it for other people to feel better and to feel human. But I'm also doing it for myself because mm-hmm. I'm also I hate using the V word victim but um of of uh the media and these like perfect images and these concepts of the perfect existence and the perfect just even the word perfect. I don't I'm not perfect. I don't want to be perfect. I can't be perfect. And if someone wants to be perfect, that just sounds like a poisonous uh, like goal yeah. to reach. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it also for myself. Like if I do have a pimple, I'm going to be proud of it because right. I also want to feel comfortable having a pimple. And I want, you know, my follower in Oklahoma who also has a pimple to be like, damn, I have a pimple. It's fine because right. we all get pimples. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. Um, but it's really hard because then I scroll two images down and there, there's a photo of a gal who has face tuned her, her entire existence and you're like well maybe my pimple isn't that lit but i, I that's i don't want that you know like yeah, nobody no, wants yeah. that
0: it, it, yeah your following definitely grew from a more organic place which i think is what separates you and also i think those people that i had listed everyone has um a not not side hustle but they have other ways of expression mm-hmm. i feel like yeah. like you have like, your modeling, but also your paint and also your writing. And I feel like each one of them has this, like, secondary expression and channel that they can go to. Um, whereas, I just, I don't know, the superficiality of it is just, it's, re- I mean, it's hurting all of us, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't serve anyone, exactly. really.
2: Exactly. And that's what, why, now that I do have a community that just happened, I was like, okay, I am also a quote unquote victim of this hyper reality Mm -hmm. that Instagram has created. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this chance and change it for myself and change it for those following me. So I hold myself incredibly accountable to use my platform to change that for my community, but change it for myself also. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling down, I mean, uh, the pimple in theory is just an example because there's such bigger things on this planet. (laughs) But let's say I do have a pimple. I take a photo and there's a pimple in it and I will post the photo with the pimple and say, I have a pimple. Mm. To make myself feel better and to make others feel better. And I think that's my way of kind of navigating this um, unattainability that Instagram has created. Um, And I think it's working. And I think that... It's you have a choice when you have a community. You either use it for good to add to people's lives or not. And I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I posted a photo knowing, you know, 30,000 people were going to see it. And my caption would be like, sunny Sunday with the latte. (laughs) Hashtag good vibes. You totally. know, like yeah. what is that doing for anybody? No one. You know what I mean. It, yeah. And in a world that is just so oversaturated with fluff, I I feel like that's now my responsibility is to use this platform for good. And I and recently I've kind of finally found my angle, which is uh, wellness on like a bigger scale. So when I was at Nylon, I was writing about beauty, and I had just started to kind of scratch the surface with trying to write about beauty in a more um, inclusive way Mm. because not everyone has $200 to spend on Sunday Riley or not everyone can go get a facial or not everyone. um, I don't know, even has the time, you know, some people work from 8am to 8pm and when they come home, they don't want to put a mask on. They want to shower and go to bed. Right. So I was just starting to scratch that surface. But now that I have my own thing going, um, I've kind of, turned it into food, like mind, body, spirit, like what you think, what you say, what you eat, what you do, how you, everything. A more holistic approach. Exactly, exactly. And bringing
0: it back to humanity. I think that's kind of your more grounding space, like is to really be this flawed Amazing person that you are. Like it's you're not again. You're not trying to hide anything, and I think it it, it has worked. And it just proves that that can yeah. work. <laughs> like it's just so yeah. It's and so sad that people be think it just shouldn't. The way you exactly. know what I mean. And it's
2: easy. It's easier for everyone. And I I almost I think sometimes, even though right now, uh most of my income does come from the internet, if you will. It comes from advertising things that I believe in and working with brands that I like. For example, like you said, you love Paige jeans. I love Paige also. Like I just did an advertisement with them, but the reason I did it was because like you said, they're comfortable. Like this jacket is cute and I feel cute wearing it and it has like good length sleeves, which Mm -hmm. is really important (laughs) because I'm a little five, three gal um, I feel that I'm five too. <laughs> Yeah, it's a hard one for us. But they have so many crop styles. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I need um, to check out their jacket but wait, section.
0: We, actually, this is good. sec I want to talk about your modeling. So you've kind of have been able to capitalize on. It feels like brands nowadays are trying to put forth a more normal, yeah. human. Yeah. Not saying that you're you look normal because you're fucking gorgeous, but like a more human Thank and you. untraditional, quote unquote, look yeah. rather than this six foot anorexic looking whatever Thing. model. Yeah. So. And it's incredible that you've been able to gain income through this kind of new method of modeling that brands are tapping into, and it's and it's been working for a lot of um, a lot of companies like Nike, like Madewell. I know you've done like North Face, like these types of companies that are kind of bringing it down, like kind of just like scaling it back a little, you know. Well, I think they're
2: also catching on to this kind of like toxicity that is that is. uh, being more and more talked about. And in think, the modeling industry. Specifically, yeah. Yeah. But just like on a, in a, in a bigger scale. I think yeah. people are just fed up with this ideal and, yeah beauty. and it's not but attainable it's also
1: confusing because like if you go to a brand like victoria's secret they have this one size imagery but everybody in the store doesn't look like that so why wouldn't you cater to who well, your buyers are let's not bring up Victoria's you know what I mean? Secret. what mean like yeah. your like, buyers are real people so yeah. why are we putting someone that doesn't yeah. match and that's one type of person yeah. that that definitely deserves and to yeah. be represented as I well see,
0: and i mean i'm seeing it I'm seeing it across the board also on online shopping, which I love. Like I'll see, I mean, Everlane does this outdoor voices where they'll have, you can pick the model to see the shirt on oh, that's so awesome. that you can see
1: the dip, what it looks like on, more a, and more on, you. Yeah,
0: on a different size person. Like instead of like a very skinny model and then you get the shirt, you're
2: like, well, this is nothing yeah. like it. Yeah. But
0: no, so kind of talk about how you got into that and like what you think about how that shift is happening.
2: Yeah, well, I'm trying to think what my first quote-unquote like modeling gig was, but I feel like for a while I was just doing favors, like mm. at Milk Makeup. They were like, "Oh, our model didn't show up. Like, let's throw Bianca, the intern. Yeah. Let's throw the intern in there. <laughs> she's she's cool. Yeah, like, she has cool, so cool earrings on. <laughs> um, so it, it slowly started like that, and I think that when I would post, because I was proud, so I yeah. would say, hey, look at this video that I did for Milk Makeup or whatever. So then other people would see that, and then I think they thought, oh, so Bianca does that, so I'm yeah. I'm working on this clothing line, and maybe I should ask Bianca. Mm, and got it. at first, I was kind of like, I'm not a model. I don't model. I don't want to model. Mm. Modeling is silly, you know? Mm. But then I, I, I thought, okay, Bianca, this is actually an opportunity to change the game. This is how you can go literally like be a spy almost like go in from the back end and change it from the inside out. Mm, So I would say yes to these things because I am short because my face isn't symmetrical. I do have pimples. I do have a bump in my nose. My eyebrows aren't even, you know what I mean? One of my ears like sticks out incredible amounts, you know, like I'm like the average person. And I thought, if I keep saying yes to these things and if I keep showing up in these images, more people will see a normal person in images. And if even if it's just like my friend's clothing company, it starts small. You know what I mean? So I kind of started like that and um, it just grew and grew and grew. And I got reached out to, like we were saying, by Nike, by Madewell, by North Face. I just recently did a holiday campaign for Levi's and it was so funny there's a Levi's store here in uh, in downtown San Diego. And my father works across the street from it. And on one of his days where he was getting a coffee, he went, he just popped in. Oh my God. And I was in there and he came home that night. He's like, Bianca, you're in the Levi's store across from my office. Like you need to come. I told all the employees that, (laughs) that you're my daughter and they don't believe me. So you need to come. So I went and it was my first time seeing, like, the final images. Oh, and I was wow. so happy because they did not Photoshop <gasps> a single pimple Good. off my face. Oh Good. My God, I was yes. like, yeah, I was like, hell. Yeah. yeah. Like, awesome. I'm, a, I'm a pimply gal, <laughs> um, despite uh, what people may, may think. I mean, granted, there are worse situations but there are mm-hmm. better situations. Mm-hmm. I do try really hard to take care of my skin. Okay, yes, please. Yeah, let's talk about let's that. Let's do Cause cause we will. We're,
1: we're having some issues over yeah. here. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean And that's what I was thinking about today is it all comes in waves. Like we all have good skin periods. we all have bad skin periods. And I think that's a good point. And I think people forget they look at this, this whole highlight thing of the bad. Yeah. And people just think they were brainwashed to think, Oh, that girl right there, her skin's always good, but we don't know because she doesn't post Post, her bad period or she doesn't appear on TV within her bad period or, you know yeah so I was really excited about that but um but yeah so what are your give us I mean this is the thing
0: I'm tired of this question though because every person's skin is different like your go-tos could not work for other people's but for you specifically what have been kind of like your saving grace in terms of products
2: so I'm a big picker oh (laughs) huge picker same not good First thing is first, no matter what you use on your face, if you're a picker, it's not. I mean, it's just you can throw your money down the toilet. You can buy the best Point cream <laughs> yeah. in the world, but it's not going to fix what your little fingers can do. And yeah. I'm I literally wake up every morning and I'm like, today's the last day. Today's the last day I'm going to pick my face. But today is the last day I'm going to pick <laughs> my face. But um, I have had good periods mm-hmm. where I go months without touching my face. Mm. And that's when my skin glows. But, obviously, I have a little help. I have a little help. Um, so, I would say that some of my key guys are... So, Sunday Riley makes a serum called Good Jeans. Mm-hmm. The lactic acid. Exactly. And that has helped with my hyperpigmentation. How, how often do you do it? So much. I do it every other day. Whoa! Yeah. But, have I you... I people are always supposed to do it once a week. Once a week. Have you... Everybody's skin is different. Yes, exactly. And okay. I grew up going to the dermatologist and mm, using retinols retinol, and okay. retinas and got it like straight up science on my face. Totally. So my skin can handle it's yeah a good deal. Kay. But what I have learned, uh, the hard way is putting layering actives. Mm-hmm. So I used to pick. And then be like, oh my goodness, I made I ruined everything. Let me put nine different layers of nine different products on Mm -hmm. and pray that in the morning I'll be just fine. No, it gets worse because these active ingredients then fight each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm starting to realize more and more, uh, even after my beauty editing days, that less is more. For example, when I was at Nylon, we would get so much sent to us to try. I would wear 19 things at night and then after like a few weeks of doing that and then switching and then stopping and this at the end of I think those three months where I was beauty editing my skin has had never been so congested and yeah. I was like what's happening maybe yeah. I should wash my pillowcase or something and it's like no putting so much stuff on your face that your skin gets confused and just like breaks out that's, that's why what I'm, we're kind of coming to terms with mads Don't you? yeah think? so I
0: recently got, like, super into skincare and, like, the whole, like, Korean 20,000-step nightly thing. And I'm really, really diligent about looking at ingredients and not mixing active ingredients and making sure to, whatever, uh, switch off days when I'm doing certain things. But it's got – I think it has gotten to the point where I'm – You're doing too much. I'm do it's not even that. It's just, like, I, I – I, it's hard because everyone says for I'm only doing a cleanser, a toner, a serum and a moisturizer, which is the core four. like you, those are the ones you need to do essentially. And like I sometimes even skip the moisturizer because I'm just like I feel like I already have too much on my face. Like I'm so scared I'm going to wake up with a thousand new pimples. Like for me, I haven't gotten it down to a science it's like literally I wake up and one day it's unbelievable and I'm like, holy shit, my face is fresh and We're then, cured. And we're cured and I'll do the same exact routine and wake up with a thousand pip like it's it's such a crapshoot. Like and it's a learning process. And for every person, as we were saying, has a different thing and whatever, but it's just so it's so frustrating. Yeah. And there's also and, so many yeah.
2: factors. It's Oh yes. Do you exercise, do you yeah. not? How much coffee do you drink? Do you have a lot of chocolate? Do dairy, you have a lot yeah. of sugar? Do you have dairy? Drink. How did you yeah. sleep? Do you did yeah. you drink? Um are you how is your gut flora? Like yeah, yeah. there's just so Absolutely. many things to consider. Also age, you know? Yeah. Like I have a lot of like I said older friends. I actually remember asking my brother because my brother and I um actually used to bond in the in the bathroom with all of our like Neutrogena yeah uh <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so acne cute. products and we're like oh like can you ha- pass me the the pimple medicine yeah <laughs> but now my brother's face is flawless he's four years older than me and I was like Alex the other day in the bathroom as I like am examining a blemish it's like did your did you reach a point where you think your skin had like a a shift a turn mm-hmm. he's like yeah when I turned 25 I feel like wow. my skin kind of stopped getting like w- didn't ha- I didn't have active pimples anymore yeah. so you it's go through phases, phases. You go 100% through or like for example my mother she was like yeah I turned I don't know 30 whatever and all of a sudden got rosacea on my cheeks yeah, yeah. or you, adult yeah. acne you know you sure, just never you know never and know. I think yeah. going even going back to this social media thing we're all conditioned to think that even clear good skin is common it's not i'm sitting at this mm-hmm. table and all of us like have normal skin <laughs> you know like very normal very normal or yeah. normal people hormonal acne skin yeah yes. hormonal acne yeah
0: that's yeah. the I'm bane of my bitch. fucking
1: existence yeah. Yeah. the chin the that's chin. me that
0: i i'm wearing cover-up right now because i did not want to grace you all with my <laughs> redness that's what cool. it is i look like a pubescent 13 year old. Like, I cannot believe it's. I mean, but the thing about hormonal acne, which is so frustrating, is it really is it's hormonal, it's all hormonal. Like, In you time. really can't do that much. Like, yeah. you could try to prevent it and reduce it a little, but it's we got to get on that medication that
1: my friend's on. I'm gonna send that to you, okay? But
0: regardless, it's like it's as you said, it's stress. Like, for me, I'm going through really stressful times, so I 100% know it's that. It's probably stress, it's also the periods coming. I was eating dairy. I was drinking a lot last weekend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just like, yeah, of course. And then I'm yeah. like, oh, the products don't work. I'm like, no, it's like it's everything. To, it's really everything. You really need to think about it holistically. Yeah. But anyways, not to bore everyone because we talk about skincare every fucking podcast. Yeah, we're basically um, a wait, but we want to talk about bowel movements because yeah. Um. So everyone, Bianca shares Scout and my struggle with digestion and gut health and uh, bowel movements so please enlighten us on certain tips that you have found successful especially when you travel so much too which I like I can't if I travel it's done like I'm I'm not pooping for a couple days it's
2: it's true I actually it's really funny because Maddie and I actually I think the reason why we got so close so fast was because we were at lunch and probably me. I don't. I started talking no, about both pooping. We were like, we were
0: like, we're so constipated right now. We like yeah. both couldn't eat something. We were Ex- like, we yeah. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And then we started talking about how constipated we were and how much trouble we've gone through and the ins and the outs and whatever. And that just automatically you become blood brothers. Exactly. We were it's, blood brothers. <laughs> and I feel
0: like so many
1: people go through this
0: type of issue. They just it. don't talk about it because yeah. it's pretty. If I
2: travel, I
1: I've been constipated. For ten days before, oh, of course, me yeah. too. Ten days. I yeah, mean, that's. Oh, but yeah. do you know what? I was in France and I was constipated because I was traveling. Even though I had my own bathroom and everything, yeah. and um, my mom and I walked into a pharmacy and we got these all natural laxatives. Yeah, and they were made with fig actually. Yeah, and that shit worked <gasps> so well. Yeah. It yeah. was incredible. I, I wish know. I had the name of it right now. I don't, but it's... Yeah.
0: yeah, Bianca and I talked about Smooth Move, which I've gone off of. Okay, which, thank like, God, because
1: you were ruining goodness.
2: your colon, man. No, no. Yeah. Bianca drinks it every, no, every day. No, it's so too. bad for you to drink <laughs> no, no, every no, day. I, I Are I went done? Through? Okay, good. So the everyday thing is just with nothing. Like, nothing is everyday. But there was... It, that's the thing. This whole bowel movement thing is a cycle. And I think yeah. everybody learns the hard way. <sighs> Because so many of these products are so easily attainable mm-hmm. that you're like, Oh, I'm really constipated right now. Let me have a smooth move every day for three weeks and like uh, let's see what happens. But it doesn't work like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think um there's like a, a, a self discovery path probably starting with smooth move because yeah. it's so accessible. You go yeah. And it works, store. and you're just
0: like, ugh, I just want something to work. Wait, yeah. so
1: my husband works in the gut microbiome industry. Why hasn't he solved this for us? I don't
0: fucking know. Why don't we ask him? Okay, also, he's listening why right doesn't now, doesn't so he give babe, us some
1: probiotics, some
0: like under-the-table good probiotics? Yeah. I tell babe,
2: you guys you a secret? I yes. have a theory. Oh, yes. Ooh, what's I have your theory? theory? So okay. I am studying right now to become a holistic nutritionist. Amazing. And we talk a lot about fermented foods. Mm. and this whole probiotic craze wasn't hasn't been around for i mean i'm sure it has but like it ebbs and it flows and, mm. and right now it's peaking everyone's like oh what probiotic do you take right yeah totally. but i'm a big believer in call me archaic but in tradition you know oh i, love I that. mean sauerkraut and kimchi yes and yes. these foods were invented for a reason have you ever tried gut shots no, what's so that? So
1: it's amazing you can get it at Sprouts, and I was taking it a bunch because it just literally debloated me, and I wasn't constipated. And then Adam looked well, at the me. label, and he's like, "It's just sauerkraut."
2: Yeah, <laughs> literally, <laughs> it's literally just sauerkraut, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And and for it's example, all this branding and all this, like, yeah, blah, blah, gut shot. Yeah. But okay, so go back to the traveling topic. Yeah. Um, I was in Germany once, and I was really constipated. And a friend took me to a grocery store and bought me sauerkraut juice and was like drink this. Drink And drink all of it. Yeah. And it I mean, my the thing is my bowels are a little wild. So (laughs) it only helped a little bit. But he was like, yo, if I drank that whole thing i'd okay. be on the toilet for a week but how magical is that it's yeah. just cabbage and yeah. salt you know what i mean okay i, mean, I, I need to drink that. sauerkraut
1: that's what gut shots are it's sauerkraut a shot
0: sh- sh- so i really a think shot
1: of sauerkraut
0: in the morning fermented maybe. food mm-hmm. okay just mm-hmm. you know
2: like whenever you go out to eat and if there's kimchi on the menu Order it's not it. hot it's not attractive but <laughs> um, I just I think it's trending. I just, it. It. I I just ate kimchi trendy the, trendy the other now. day. Yeah, right, kimchi, let's, let's, like, let's, pull, let's like let's
0: make this trending. Yeah,
2: let's, yeah let's, the, it's the new Brussels, Brussels
1: sprouts <laughs> sauerkraut.
2: Exactly. And you know, I think it's it's a lot. It gives me more peace of mind if I have a spoonful of sauerkraut in my salad mm-hmm. rather than this like random probiotic that I randomly picked at Whole Foods and I randomly played 50 bucks, paid fifty bucks for. And I'm like, well. So let's, let's see, see what happens works. That's what
0: i do and it never works yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we <laughs> like spend
2: time. we spend guap on all this stuff and it's like okay let's let's go back to our food yeah and i really think it is it comes down to our food yeah. i think it's how much you eat when you eat and what you eat mm-hmm. and then if you really pay attention to those things i think in theory we could really combat constipation and combat any sort of bowel, you in irregular- Yeah. And bloating. Any, any, yeah, Ex- bloating, especially. And like just anything happening that's not regular in your bowels. It's not, you don't have to run to the doctor and, and ask for a probiotic or ask that's for right. guidance on whatever. It's like, okay, so how much dairy scale are you eating? Yeah, let's yeah. How that. much gluten are you eating? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously if you have pasta three nights in a row, you're going to feel a, a little bloated yeah. and maybe you're not going to go to the bathroom the way that you do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I guess going back to tips, and I'm gonna plug this a little bit. I'm working on a a wellness scene right now, Ooh. and I have a, a list of um, I guess like pooping tips in order of of strength. Oh yeah, um, I need this shit. So, <laughs> the first one is in the morning. Like, let's say you're you're just discovering. Okay, I think I'm constipated. I think I'm feeling a little funky. Um, I would start with a glass of hot water in the morning mm-hmm. and this is for like beginners like maddie and i had to go pretty deep
0: <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i <laughs> probably <laughs> need
2: i probably need more yeah. <laughs> yeah we went
0: pretty deep i've done the like warm lemon water shit it doesn't i mean yeah it's just it's good just for your like, it's very yeah. good it's for a you good cr- grounding way to start your day but like that is yeah poop.
2: but uh, i'm not correct me if i'm wrong yeah. there was probably definitely a point in your journey where in that warm water probably could have worked
0: if i stuck with it for sure yeah. but then i was like i was drinking that every morning and i was constipated and then yeah. like it probably could have gone on a regular yeah. thing, or it just but, yeah.
2: didn't and that's the thing like maybe for your system that warm water didn't work but then x worked for you sure. but for me the warm water could have worked or for whoever you know right, what i mean right 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 so i would start like really easy for beginners mm. with warm water and mm. then you slowly start adding things to that warm water if it's not working whether it's lemon juice, ginger, ginger. apple cider vinegar, mm-hmm. and you kind of create this elixir. Yeah, I, I used to drink. I need to get back into
1: that. I used to drink I a drink know. every morning. It was mint, apple cider vinegar, cayenne, and turmeric, and lemon. Yeah, every day, like. But a yours was cold, jarred, which I didn't this understand. Fucking big, yeah, but yeah. Yours was, mine was cold.
0: cold. No, you're supposed to yeah. warm. Warm is helps yeah. it go um, through whoops. quicker. I was okay. doing it wrong. Yeah, but you said it worked.
1: Yeah, it was. So re- and, oh, I felt amazing. Oh, so yeah. Whatever. Oh, maybe that's why my skin was so clear back then.
0: See,
2: I'm, Yeah, I'm trying to also think back when my skin was clear. I'm, I'm having like an epiphany. About, it's honestly a lot of it has to do with what you eat.
1: Yeah, you you're know, right. And
2: people, I think people forget. They're like, oh, let me have this pizza, or let me have these three beers, or let me have this ice cream, and then by the Sunday, and they're like, what's going on? Yeah, you yeah. Know? totally. Totally. But it's um, all balance. It's
0: all yeah. It's back to basic. I think we just all like need to. Get back to basics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like, just like take a step tradition, back. Tradition, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's a, again, it's a hard truth. It's a hard truth because if you're eating too often, if you're eating too much, if you're eating the wrong foods, mm-hmm. start with that, you yeah, know? It's, it's like, d- don't go buy something. You don't need a doctor. Sure. Or uh, come to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's invited to, B- to Bianca's uh, DMs. Um, but, yeah, I think it's about, what you eat how often mm-hmm. yeah hi mom
1: <laughs> no you're totally fine uh, we're
0: we're wrapping hi. up now.
2: Don't you see the dog? oh no you're fine. <laughs> four things, four things, probably... <laughs> so I'm, like, hungry but you guys okay <laughs> should we wrap up yeah we have
0: to wrap up though anyways oh, but sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah. We've been, Oh, my God. We've been chatting for an hour. We yeah. have been. Woo.
2: Okay. Yeah. We're, we're not even. We didn't even scratch the surface, oh, I guys. I know. I could talk with to you forever. Yeah. You have um, to come back on. Okay. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram. Yes. My. I, I don't know what to say. It, either, either it's username, handle. handle. I feel like handle. My, I, my, handle. Instagram handle. My, oh my Instagram gosh. name. My Instagram name is VBiancaV. Mm. And on there, I have my website, biancavi.com. But what I like to tell people is I'm always, I'm always there on DM, you know, people slide into your DM. Yeah. Slide into my DMs. And a lot of people ask me for eating tips and pooping tips and skin tips and just tips. Like I'm, I'm there and I'm all about, you know, share the, share the, 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 the knowledge, spread the wealth, (laughs) (laughs) spread the love because, because I got so much of that, you know, like I was given so much in the start of my journey and Given so much guidance and given so many little morsels of information that you just got to keep paying it forward. You know? Love it. Love
0: it.
1: Um, You can find me at at Maddie Bale. You can find me at Scout Sobel and you can find OK Sis at OK Sis Podcast. Thank you, Sister (laughs) Kim. Thanks, guys. Bye.